0: This is Holding Court with Patrick McEnroe. Now, here's Patrick McEnroe. In part two of my discussion with Mansour, he tells me about his road to becoming a professional tennis player, leaving Iran, and becoming a French citizen. Absolutely incredible stuff. <laughs> So as Go you're ahead. grow as you're growing up, Mansoor, now you're becoming in your in your late teenage years. Uh, I want to yeah. hear about how you made the you know obviously the political climate in your country. Uh, what was that like? And then what was how did you take the steps to where you left the country? How did that all transpire?
1: Well, you know, when I was 13, I started right away, like two, years later, I was in the national team mm-hmm. and I started, I was for the first time when I played, I was in the team uh, in Davis Cup, I was 16 years old. And then uh, from 16 to 20, uh, you know, I, I was starting to play the ATP tournaments and traveling. There were some people who helped me, who became like a... Uh, I don't know how sponsoring me mm-hmm. without asking anything in return. They told me, Mansoor, we don't want you to stay. Actually, one of them is one of, you know, one of my best friends. He lives. Uh, he, I, I'm sure you have met him. His name is John. Mm-hmm. And he lives in, in New York. So I talk to him every week, right, you know, right. uh, 50 years later. And uh, so he helped me uh, to go out and, and with another guy. His name is Ali Dolachai. And, and he, they helped me to to they paid all my expenses to travel and to play the the, the ATP qualifying and everything and i was becoming like uh, you know at 20 i was starting to to be ranked in top 200 and, and mm-hmm. going to play but with uh, with the, with the, the uh, uh revolution in iran mm-hmm. everything stopped everything is stopped and, and uh, I, I was stuck in Iran for three years and a half. I did not hit one ball because the, the Ayatollahs took place in Iran and they said, uh, we don't want tennis, it's a capitalist American game. We don't mm-hmm. want this and, and so they stopped tennis and I was there for three years and a half. Nobody was allowed to to go on tennis course. Everything was shut down and, and wow. uh, so after two years and a half, I was very, very lucky. Uh, somehow, I, you know, they, we, we all went there and we uh, begged the, the 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 government and uh, the sports uh, ministry to let us play, uh, organize a tournament. Uh, and finally, said, "We're going to play a tournament which is going to be uh, called Revo- Revolution Cup." Mm. So. They finally they allowed us to play Revolution Cup and, mm-hmm. and uh, I won the singles and against a, a friend of mine who is now lives in Boston. His name is Ali Madani, and I won the doubles too. Mm-hmm. And they told us that the, the prize, uh, the first prize was uh, a return air ticket to Europe from Tehran. So mm-hmm. when they gave me the air ticket, was Tehran, Aten, Tehran. Mm-hmm. So uh anyway with, with a lot of uh uh fear and being scared we organized this tournament every second we we, we knew that we can just come into the court and say stop all this we don't want
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: so i played that i got this ticket i gave it to my girlfriend i said to her let you know go uh, try to go uh, and we spent and uh, one week ten days in athens you know and so she came back to me said mansoor i have I have, uh, uh, I got all the information. If you add $500 for, for this ticket, you can go from, uh, uh Paris to, from Tehran to Nice, mm-hmm. from Nice to Lyon, mm. Lyon to Paris, Paris, Geneva, Geneva, Tehran. Mm-hmm. And she told me it's best that if you try to leave this country and go, and which was my goal, you know, right. and and, uh, and and try to make it there, you know, and if this happens, then then I will come join you. Uh, I was very very lucky. There was a new uh, foreign minister. His name was Sadegh Ghotbzadeh. Mm The guy became a new uh, foreign minister and I had a very close friend of mine who was in school, you know, in high school, college, university, all, he was very close to this foreign minister. Mm -hmm. So I said to my friend, okay, this guy is a foreign minister now, maybe you can help me. Leave this country, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because you needed. Not everybody could just leave the country. Right. You needed a special authorization to leave the country first, and then you need visa for France and Switzerland. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and and uh, and by the way, my first uh, first uh, choice would have been. I would have loved to come to the USA. That mm-hmm. would have been my first choice. I had a visa which was valid until November 1981. Mm. And this was, I left Iran 1980 on the 8th of August. But the Americans, they told us, all the Iranians, even those who have a visa, mm. their visa is canceled because of, you know, there was 52 hostages. hostages American right. embassy right. was taken hostage. Right. So that, that that was a disaster
2: for me. So,
1: by the time I talked to this friend who asked me, Mansour give me your passport, I mm-hmm. gave him my passport, he gave it to his friend, foreign minister, and like three days after I had authorization to leave Iran, I had visa for France and visa for Switzerland, and that's how I left i went uh six thirty flight from Tehran mm-hmm. and I was ten o'clock in 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 nice and just to tell you from age twenty to age thirty, I did not play uh professional tennis at all mm-hmm. you know for for three years and a half i did not hit one ball you didn't hit a ball one when you when you were
0: in iran then you won the tournament so you were probably what like twenty four twenty three twenty four
1: yeah, I was twenty four. I right. was twenty four and I left on the eighth of August nineteen eighty. And then you and didn't and you didn't and then
0: you didn't play at all for the next five, six years?
1: I did play, but all the you know, the small tournaments in France. That mm-hmm. is the only reason I came to France, because the mm-hmm. France was for me and it still is today. You can play every week.
0: You can play every tons week of t- t- tons of tournaments, tournaments. right?
1: Yeah, and I was playing these tournaments, and the, but, the, you know, the prize, the winner's prize was like, uh, I don't know, $800, $600, mm-hmm. sometimes $1,000, you know. But I, in these six years that I was in France, I was, first of all, for like a year, I, I was here uh, uh, as a, uh, how do you say, uh, illegal. I was Illegal, illegal I was alien, from right. The right,
0: right, right, right. So you're you're you uh, yeah, in the country the
1: illegally. So. I, yeah, absolutely. When I played in 1981, uh, the French Open, they gave me a wild card mm-hmm. in the uh, pre qualifying. So I won three rounds, and then I won again three rounds, six rounds six matches to come to the, to make it to the, uh, uh the main draw. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I played against Jean-Louis Ayer, who was number four in France. I beat him in four straight sets. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and and I was I was afraid every second police comes to me and says where are your papers? you know he <laughs> kicked me out of, uh, out of out of right. France every time I was I see a police in the uh, coming towards me I would change my direction because I, I I didn't I was I didn't want to get just in front of them I was really hiding from the police and there were so many nights that I had nowhere to sleep and I was like walking all the, all the night in the streets of Paris n- n- nearly near Champs-Élysées mm-hmm. because there was more people there so I, I would be more safe you know and and uh, I would walk all day and all the night and then there. during daytime I would come to uh, to Oranga, so This is why Oranga- you were, this is why stadium. you were playing
0: in the French Open literally you were playing in the main draw in the second round of the French Open and you were you were roaming the streets at night Trying to find a place to yeah. sleep.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I I was uh, for like a year. I I had some sometimes not much or, or nothing to eat, and then sometimes nowhere to to sleep. And then I would play and make some money. Then I would have a few days uh, of hotel room, and mm-hmm. I would pay. And then until it was over, you know. And so, but little by little, I made my. Uh, my way, and, and uh, the fact that I qualified for the French Open that year, uh, it was my last chance to 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 talk about me. And mm-hmm. then I won that first round, and then the, the, I was asked in the the press conference. And then during those days, you know, Iran was on the on the news
2: mm-hmm. every
1: every day and night, and but not always good and and. Uh, we were in the war with iraq you know and so right. finally these people they asked me Mansur iranian how come who are you uh what are you doing here we never heard of you you know so mm-hmm. i said i'm a illegal alien here you know and mm-hmm. i i just want to play tennis you know and then mm. so uh and they said, yeah, this is disgusting. This is the human rights country. And we are bringing sometime the, 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 the dictators, the, the, the criminals. We, criminals, we give them uh, hospitality, everything. And this guy is only a tennis player and mm-hmm. we, don't, we want to kick him out. Mm-hmm. So I was talking on the TV, on the radio, on the newspapers. They said, they talked about me. And uh, with all these papers and everything, Week after French Open, for the first time, I went to the police, uh, immigration office, and uh, the same guy who was telling me, you have to be, you have to ask for uh, asylum, Mm -hmm. you know, political refugee, or you have to leave this country. Mm. Being an asylum, political refugee, if I was alone in the world, yeah, if I had, no family, that would have been the best thing because Mm -hmm. you could not only stay and live in this country, you could only travel everywhere, which was great for me. Mm -hmm. I could have traveled, but they said, you have to give us your passport and we give you a document. With this document, you can travel everywhere except in Iran. And my father, when I left my father, my father was 81 years old, right. and I could not accept to be a, a political refugee because I wanted to see my father before he died, right. or my mother before right. they die, And so, and I did very good, I think, because I saw them before they died. Mm. And if... I had asked for political refugee. I could never go back there again, right. and I want to see my family. I mm-hmm. want to see, you know, uh, Iran, and and it's a great country, and 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 I love to go back every year or two just to see my family, and mm-hmm. and so that was that was the, the the thing. And then I had to play Mel Purcell on the second round, mm-hmm. and, and old Mel
0: uh, Purcell. Yeah. That
1: was another story from Tennessee, but because yeah. of because of my qualifying for for French Open, that helped me to get my like a uh, sort of green card. You know, they right. call it cap de séjour here. So uh, with that, my life it became a little bit easier. Let but me like, still, can I, I,
0: can can I ask you, Monsieur, whatever what whatever happened to your brother, who stood up for you?
1: My brother is uh, in Iran. He still lives. He's, He's still, still there. 70, okay. Uh, He's 76 years old, yeah, he's there, and, and uh, all my family actually there, everyone, every one of them are in Iran, you know, and I to tell you, if I was not tennis player, I would stay in Iran, mm-hmm. but I knew that I can, I, my, tennis is my life, tennis is right. my passion, I cannot live without tennis, mm-hmm. tennis is everything for me, you know, and, and, uh, if I if I had to stay in Iran without playing tennis, I would I'd probably shoot myself, you know. And and uh, but if I was not tennis player, I would stay in Iran.
0: Let me tell you something, Mansour. Tennis has been lucky to have you. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> that's, you, that's very kind you bring you you bring so much joy to people and to people like me that have spent their life in tennis to play with you, alongside you. And when I have the opportunity to share the court with you, and I see the the fun you bring to it, and the entertainment, and you make people laugh. Uh, it's it's amazing, and you're you're the most sought after player to play in these events for the last um, what probably forty years. I mean, or, or since you started yeah, doing it, thirty years. I mean, you've been doing you do this with Yannick sure. Noah for years. So, uh, here, obviously, now I have a better understanding of your. A, your passion for tennis, but also how you learned all these crazy trick shots that you do because of how you started playing. I mean, is that, is, and and so once you started playing like for real on the real tour, what was sort of your mindset to like, okay, when, when am I going to use my trick shots and the little, you know, the fun things that I can do in a sort of in a real competitive environment? How did that start to happen more often?
1: Patrick, you know, when you never had a tennis coach, Mm -hmm. Uh, when you learn with the dustpan and everything i was doing you know hitting the ball uh, between your legs or the the how you call it the sky hook you call it yeah i was doing that when i was eight years old seven Mm -hmm. years old with piece of wood in my hand Mm -hmm. i would go uh, with our with my friends, we make a, a, a court ourselves, a small mini tennis, and put a, a net there, you know, of, uh, and and say, okay, this is our court. Now we play. We were doing it was just a game, you know, and there was nobody to tell me, Mansuri, stop this nonsense, and you uh, had to you have to hit, have to hit a, a regular forehand or regular backhand. Nobody asked me, and when I start playing, you know, when I was 12, 13 years old, was hitting against the wall, people. But just sometimes stop and say how you do that. Today <laughs> right. people tell me how you do that. I right. say I don't know I, I, because I nobody told me this. Mm-hmm. I I did it, and and uh, I, and when I went to the court and I see that people love it. Right. I was the most happiest man on the earth to see the people mm. with a smile leaving my court with, with a smile. Mm-hmm. And you 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 when. You know, I played you in U.S. Open. You know, you were well, you were younger than me, but mm-hmm. I was already thirty-four, thirty-five years old. Uh, uh, you remember that?
0: Uh, I remember the French Open. I remember. I don't remember the U.S. Open. We played in the French Open final. No,
1: no, you, you, U.S. Open. I played you. U.S. I, I remember. By the way, how, your dad is all, uh, all good? Is family my, good? My, my
0: dad passed away a couple of years ago. My, my, both my parents oh, passed yeah, away yeah. a couple, yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't sorry. You know. no, please. No, no, I, 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 I played you and, uh, in 1987 okay. or 1988 on the center court in, uh, Arterash uh, Arthur Stadium.
0: But then those uh, days it was probably Ar-
1: probably Now it's Louis now Armstrong. it's Armstrong
0: Stadium, the big, the big yeah, center court. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Was that doubles? Dub- was, was that doubles? Third round, yeah. Second or third round in doubles, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm sorry, but I. I did you I beat won me? That, that. You did. See, yeah, that's I why did. I don't remember. It. Yeah. That's
0: why I don't. I only remember I when we and, we, and, we beat and, you in the French yeah. Open final, the, the one Grand Absolutely. Slam I won. Yeah, that I remember. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, I remember both of them, and I remember uh, peace. And uh, I hope your father is in heaven. I'm sure he is. Yes. he said to me, Master, how can you do this, this, my son?" And I had lost already two times to John in that right, box. right. And I said, "Mr. McEnroe, I have to win once against <laughs> one of the McEnroes." So, so that was so uh. just to, to ask your to answer your question. Uh, when i played when i got a chance to play against the the, the sometimes big big names of tennis i was just happiest man on the on the court Mm -hmm. i was i came to to play the atp uh, when i was like 17 18 19 and then i stopped and i came back when i was 31 i had my french nationality and then i could uh, finally be able to 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 travel and then i start to play and every time on the court i was just trying all these shots mm-hmm. and winning was not always my goal right. i played, <laughs> right 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 I I, I I my goal was to make people happy I, yes I hate, sometimes I won a match and I thought that the people were, oh, they, they left and they were not laughing. They didn't mm-hmm. were, they didn't seem happy. Uh, but sometimes I lose. I mean, most of the time I lost, but I could see people are happy. They were, they came, mm-hmm. they, 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 tell me, Mansu, Mansu, that was great. We had a good time, you know. Some people would come to me and they would say, Mansu, you should have joke a little bit less and win this match mm-hmm. and do a little bit more tomorrow by the you didn't you're doing too much. Mm-hmm. So you lost now we won't, we won't be able to see you tomorrow in the next round.
0: Right. You know, yeah, right. Yeah. So interesting.
1: And another thing that I was, you know, I did after I start to play on the ATP after age of 30, I was little, too old to start everything and and uh, and uh, in singles. In singles, so that's but why you doubles,
0: got in doubles. You could still and you're a great doubles player. No, yeah. because
1: yeah. because in singles I was I was I was uh, you know I I beat Jacob Lastek. He was number mm-hmm. eight in the world. I I, I six one six two.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I I played uh, uh, Rosé. I was thirty six years old. He was number nineteen. I I beat him. Easy. Mm-hmm. I, I I played against uh, Volkov. He was number fourteen. Two sets. Uh, I beat Novacek. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he was number ten. I I beat Novacek like six three six four. Right. You know. And these these guys were. And I was twenty four twenty five years old. Mm-hmm. And and uh, but just to tell you that for me, I was more serious playing doubles because I had a partner there. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't do all my trick shots right,
2: right, because
1: right. I, that way I wouldn't even find nobody would want to play with me. Mm-hmm. And as you know, I was I played with every week. I was changing partners. Yes. I didn't yes. have a, you know. I was uh, so and uh, that's uh, there is one thing I should say. You know that six years I played in 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 France.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was like. National wise, I was the federer of the French tournament. Mm-hmm. I was playing the. I was I was the man to to beat. Yeah, so like let, me, let, me, really let me let me just like explain.
0: Let me just quickly, man, so explain to our audience. So the French tournaments yeah. were tournaments that were called sort of we, we call them in the U.S. French money tournaments. where so it's a very high level Absolutely. of players, but they weren't Absolutely. they weren't part of the ATP professional tour. It was more like a, more like a club tennis kind of thing. But I used to go, we all did, you know, as young Americans when we go over to play in France and we would play these club turns, and there'd be guys coming out of the woodworks that we'd never sure. heard of, that never played like, quote unquote, real professional tennis that would just yeah. beat the crap out of me on a clay court, you know, mm-hmm. in some club somewhere in France. So the level of play was very high.
1: Very high, absolutely. And it was it, it, it was the best, Practice for the people who want to become professionals, right? That was the best thing to do They, they were making little bit money mm-hmm. and in the same time it was a good uh, good exercise good tournaments, good uh, You know to to become professional that was that what that was the first step and you know They have 10,000 tennis clubs here and all of them have at least one tournament Some of them have two tournaments right. here right. So imagine you can play every week and that is not in every country, you know so, that, so many so, so, like
0: yeah. So that basically kept you afloat, you know, to play those tournaments, and then you started playing, obviously, on the on the main tour in your thirties, and then you became a, an excellent doubles player, as you said, played some singles. So then, um, the yeah. last last thing I want to ask you about Mansour, is just the transition to playing what we what we sort of call exhibition tennis, you know, the fun tournaments, yeah. and that's really where you've made you know an incredible mark for the last. 25 30 years and how did that all start
1: That all starts in because of the you know the, in France people they saw me that in these little tournaments you always have people uh, that come from big tournaments and people who are organizers and everything they start and and asking me Mansur we want you to, to play the, an exhibition you know with mm-hmm. Arigmen Benabiles. we want you to play exhibition with uh, Nastasi, and I was uh, nastasi and uh, is the guy uh, the guy I played the most exhibition i maybe played five hundred exhibitions with him wow. you know and 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 you know and then one thing I have to say to you, which I'm proud of that i i I don't think you know about that I am the only player in the history of tennis that was paid guarantee to go play the qualifying
0: <laughs> I, I believe was, it, I believe it.
1: I was feeling up every stand yeah. during the tournament in Europe. they paid me they start paying me. they, call, they are calling me and saying, "Mansur, we want you to come and play the qualifying year. You know I say, "No, why do you want me to qualify?"
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, give me a wild card, I come uh, and I play doubles. Mm-hmm. I, have, I have my ranking, and I play your singles, and they would go, "No, you know the, 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 the wild card is for the youngsters, you know for the younger people, federation, we cannot be." So I said, why do you want me to come? I'm 33 years old. 33 years. They said, we'll you, you know, they offered me guarantees, guarantee, you know. I to said, come okay, play the yeah, Because, in, come the, come, because, in, the, because
0: play. in the qualifying, in those days, there was there's no prize money. You to, if you don't qualify, you don't make any money at
1: all. Absolutely. Right. There was no prize money. The, and, and, and you don't make money, and at 32, 33. So I was going. I was choosing my tournaments to go and play doubles, you know. Right. And if I want to play singles, I play the qualifying too. But there was some other tournaments they wanted me, so they are offering me to go and play the qualifying and play doubles there. So I said, okay, then that was that's something that no one can say in the in the world no, of tennis. No, definitely
0: not. In Absolutely. the qualifying,
1: you know, yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, uh, this is, you know, this is uh, uh, something that I'm proud of. Yeah, you should, and uh, and,
0: and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm proud to know you, Mansour. And I want to leave you with this because you mentioned my dad, who was obviously a big big tennis fan. Uh, in addition to being a tennis dad, but love, love you know his sons and love following them, and he even came to the French Open when you were yes. nice enough to let me and John play together. In, in the seniors, you know, which we were going to do again. Maybe we will do it again this year if we can play. I hope so. Yeah, I hope but, you guys are, but that's you been, know, are you coming. That, that's been a, a great thing for me to, to be, you know, to play with my brother even. We did play on the main tour, but to do it again in our later years has been amazing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this is what I'm going to leave you with because you mentioned my dad when you beat me at the U.S. Open. And I'm going yep. to let you know that has come full circle because when I told my oldest daughter, Victoria, who you know, who is into tennis and loves sure. to play tennis, that Please I was going to do a podcast with Mansour, she was so excited because she remembers to this day, she was little, watching me play with you and Henri Leconte at Wimbledon, and she says that was still... To this day, and she's been lucky enough to be at you know big tennis tournaments and great matches. The most fun she's ever had at a tennis match. She was laughing so loud.
1: I remember we we talked to her on the phone. That's right. We on the FaceTime. I remember exactly, exactly. So
0: I want to say on behalf of myself as a dad and as a son, thank you for bringing joy to and a brother because you 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 brought a lot of joy to my. I love
1: you guys. I love you guys, John. You know. I played so many times you know uh, to say something to you before you uh, uh, you told me how I did for the to become on the uh, exhibitions and all mm-hmm. that you know so I mainly in America, it was uh, Jimmy Connors when he started moving tour of right. champions you sure. know the, the champions tour you know I had played a few times with him in europe and and uh, and Jimmy, you know, so obviously I know him since many, many years. Right. And, uh, he asked me, you know, I'm Mansur, I'm doing this champions tour and I'd like you to come. And from 1994, he invited me to every tournament, uh, there. And, and, and I was playing like 15, 16 weeks a year in the, in the United States, which I miss very much. And, and, uh, uh, you guys have a great country. And it's uh, I haven't been there for the now ten twelve years, and I would love to come back. But uh, that's how I I started the exhibitions, and uh, and Jimmy was helped me in you know in right. I was playing all his, his tournaments, and 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 then in Europe with Noah and Nastasi, mm-hmm. and now you guys are all over with you know we are going traveling everywhere. And it's uh, it's always I'm I'm very lucky I'm very lucky to
0: well we're lu- we're lucky to- in the tennis world to have to have you and still have you and I remember playing in France, you know, when I was on the tour in Switzerland and Germany and you would come with Yannick and play an exhibition in the middle of the tournament. Okay. When we were all playing, you know, on the tour and all the players would stick around to watch you and Yannick because we wanted to see what you were going to do. And that's the ultimate um, show of respect to you and to obviously Yannick, who was great at that as well. And I yeah. want to thank you, Mansoor, for all you've done, all you continue to do. And I can't wait to get back and see you uh, on the tennis court again in the near future, I hope.
1: I'm looking forward and I hope to see you soon, uh, Patrick. Say hello to America and to all the, all, uh, all the family for me.
0: You do the same in France. Take care. Au revoir, Mansoor. Merci thank you. beaucoup. Thank
1: you. Bye-bye. Bye,
2: Holding Court with Patrick McEnroe is powered by Mudhouse Media.